friends, welcome back to Real Talk with Rachel. I am your host, Rachel Gilbert. Did you know that God has planted extraordinary and unique gifts inside of you? But things like fear, insecurity, lies, and even past wounds keep us from receiving God's best and releasing those gifts into our world. This show is a safe place you can come to hear relevant, engaging, and authentic topics that will help move you confidently in the direction of your God-given dreams. I hope you enjoyed episode 29 with my friend and mentor, Dana Grush. I got very real about a time in my life when God used Dana to shed light on something I'd hidden in my life. When I released that thing, it not only brought healing in my heart and marriage, but it also catapulted me into all I'm doing right now. So today, it's actually just you and me. As I share with you four things, I would love for you to try before you quit. Now, I don't know about you, but I personally have started a lot of things in my life, and I've also really wanted to quit a lot of things in my life. Um, Raise your hand if you have tried all of the diets out there. This is just an example. Um, I know me and my sister back in college, I still crack up. Uh, You may have heard of one that was called Body for Life. We did that, and we did the whole before and after picture. Actually, Let me take that back. We did not do after pictures because I gained nine pounds on this diet. And so that's just one of the many things that I can think of that I wanted to quit. And you know what? Thankfully, I did quit the dieting yo-yo lifestyle. By the way, coming up in May will be my 20-year anniversary of when I started having some eating disorders and some body dysmorphia and... It's my birthday month in May, so I'm actually going to do another episode all by myself with you and me, where I'm going to kind of share my story and also do a little bit of a teaching on what God has taught me over the last 20 years. So that's going to be an episode you definitely are going to want to tune into. It's definitely going to be another my one of my very real, raw, vulnerable uh, episodes. So definitely stay tuned for that one. But today... What I'm going to share with you, it's actually a teaching I did. You remember a couple months ago when I shared with you that I was launching my first course called The Intentional Influencers, which I did, and it was amazing. It was one of those things I told you on this podcast. I said, I know after the fact, I'm going to look back on this. I'm going to be so thankful I did it. Yes, I had a little fear going into it. Yes, I was worried about different things and whatnot. Yes, we did hit some hiccups with technology here and there. But it was so good. And I got to lead a group of about 17 ladies through this course. And the things that God did in them and through them were just absolutely amazing. And I was just very humbled to get to be a part of that. So here's the deal. I left them with this teaching. Now, I'm going to do a little bit of a different teaching for you all, because I know not all of you listening are online influencers, although I personally believe every single person who can hear the sound of my voice is an influencer. You may not want to be a blogger or a podcaster or a speaker or an author, but you influence right where God has planted you, even if it feels like you're just a stay-at-home mom. And if you saw me, I did just in quotes because I really don't like when people do that with stay-at-home moms because I've been a stay-at-home mom for many years myself. And we all know that no matter where you're planted, whether it's at home with your kids or in an office space, and one other person is around, you are either influencing or you are being influenced. So all of that to say, I really felt like 
God wanted me to leave those ladies with this message. But then after I spoke that message to them, I felt like God tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, Rachel, I think some of your listeners also need this message. Because unlike my Body for Life excursion where I gained nine pounds rather than losing any weight, um, there are some things that we want to quit that we really shouldn't. Because I don't know about you, but yeah, there's some things that it's a good thing we quit, right? It's a good thing when we quit bad habits, or it's a good thing when we quit doing something that maybe God had us in for a season and not anymore. Those are, there's actually good times to quit things, you know? Uh, So I want to be clear about that. But then there's other times where we quit way too soon, or we give up on a dream simply because we're not seeing things come to pass, or we're weary, or... Um, sometimes it is that we believe lies. You know, at the beginning of the show, I always talk about in the intro how we all have these amazing gifts that God has planted inside of us, but then we also have an enemy of our soul who comes along and tries to steal those dreams by planting lies or insecurities or doubt or you name it. You know, uh, we go through events that really just shape who we are now. And so while I firmly, firmly believe that sometimes it is that, sometimes We just need a really great word in due season. So I want to share with you very quickly four things that if you are listening to me today and you, even when you woke up this morning, you had a thought of, this is it, I'm done. I'm quitting this. Maybe it's a job that you're at. Um, Maybe you are somebody like me who's an online influencer. You've got a blog or a podcast or you do some speaking. Maybe it is that you set out at the beginning of 2019 to get healthier and you know, you are going this, I can't do this. I can't sustain this. Uh, Just whatever the thing might be. Maybe it's a relationship you're thinking of quitting, right? Maybe you're thinking of walking away from your marriage. Maybe you're thinking of walking away from a friendship. Fill in the blank for yourself, right? I threw a few examples out. Maybe I hit one for you and maybe you're going, that's not me. But I think that every single one of us can relate to wanting to quit at some point or another. So here are four really simple steps I would love for you before you say, yes, I'm quitting. (laughs) I would love for you to try these four things. And because I'm a teacher, they all start with R's. (laughs) So hopefully they'll be easy for you to remember. And uh, when I taught this message to my influencers, I called this how to keep going when you want to quit. So here we go. Let's jump right in. The first thing, and let me promise some of these things Part of me feels a little bit silly to even say some of these because I'm like, duh, I mean, don't we all know that? But I don't know about you. Sometimes just either hearing another person say it or being reminded of it is so powerful. So here we go. The first one is rest. All right, rest. This is one that I feel a little silly saying because, well, duh, you know, that should just be a well-duh moment. But I will raise both hands and say I am guilty of attempting to quit something when I am exhausted. And that's a horrible time to quit. We have got to learn that when we're tired, we need to learn to rest, not quit. All right. And now there is a time and a season for everything, but we must lead and teach from a place of rest and overflow. And when I say lead and teach, I mean wherever you're planted, okay? So wherever, whatever you're doing in your life, I want you to apply that. Whatever you're doing, the things you do must come from a place of rest and overflow. You may have heard this before, but we should never make big decisions 
when we are tired or hungry, right? Any of those big feeling words, we should not make big decisions. So if you're feeling like, oh, I can't, first rest. Now rest is gonna look different for every person. Sometimes you just need a day of rest, right? Really practicing honoring the Sabbath, whatever day the Sabbath falls on for you. But other times we might need a sabbatical or a vacation or a rest from something like social media. I know it's shocking, but uh, I've recently done a social media fast. And I have to tell you, you feel like a million bucks when you're done because we don't realize how much stimulus is going into our mind at all times when we've got that phone and we're just staring at it all the time. Okay, so those are a few ways you can rest. And um, one other thing I want to premise these, these tips I'm giving you with is while they're practical tips, I want nothing more than for you all to learn to hear God for yourselves, right? So my prayer that when I share these tips, while it may not fall in line exactly with what God is saying to you, I pray that it just opens up conversation for you to have with God, for you to go, hey, God, do I just need rest right now? Is that actually what I need? And if he says yes, which to be honest, I think we all like, always need rest. Uh, We're just constantly on the go. And um, I think many of us lead from a place of exhaustion. And when I say that, I say I'm in the trenches with you. So, but asking what rest looks like for you, because um, in fact, one book I would recommend to you, and I'm actually going to have the author of it on this podcast at some point is called Sacred Rest. And um, she talks about the multiple different ways we need rest. It's not just physically. Um, And I'm not going to go into that right now, but that's a book I would recommend if that's one that jumps out for you. The second R that I would like you to try would be to reevaluate. I do this a couple times a year, to be honest, because (laughs) I'm queen of taking on more than what I can handle. And then I have to go, "Uh oh, let's back up from some of these commitments for a minute and uh, see what's going on. So here's how I reevaluate the things that are on my to-do list. And when I say to-do list, I'm not necessarily talking about picking up the groceries. I'm more talking about your responsibilities and your commitments that actually are negotiable yeses. So for me, some non-negotiable yeses is taking care of my kids, right? Or um, taking them to school. Like there's just some things that I don't want to delegate because those are my things. You know, I'm the only one who can be a wife to my husband. I'm the only one who can be a mom to my kids. Of course, I can hire help with my kids and we do that. But there's certain things for my kids that I know it's a non-negotiable. I want to do those things. So when I talk about your to-do list, I want you to get out a piece of paper and a pen or whatever floats your boat on your writing utensils. But I do ask that you do this with your hand, not on a computer or digital. There's something really powerful when we put a pen or pencil or really cute pens or whatever you like to do, (laughs) crayons, to a piece of paper. There is science behind it. I'm not going to go into that right now, but just trust me when I say there's really and truly a lot that happens in the chemistry of our brain when we will simply put a piece of pen, a piece of pen, a pen to a piece of paper and um, write and be creative. All right. It activates certain things. And so I want you to get that piece of paper out. I want you just to write down all the things that you've said yes to that are outside your home or possibly inside your home that you could possibly delegate write them all down. And sometimes when I do this, I'm like, oh, this is embarrassing. I hope nobody sees my paper because wow, that's insane. But here's the cool thing though. You write it all out and don't let that overwhelm you. 
But here's what you're going to do. You're going to ask a couple questions as you look at that piece of paper. And I, again, I invite God into this process. And I, first of all, I'll ask a question like, have I picked anything up that is not my assignment? right? Us ladies in particular, we are very notorious for picking up assignments that are not our things to be picked up. God never asked us to pick it up. We just decided, hey, I'm going to pick this thing up. And it's heavy because it's not our burden to carry. So first ask that question. Are there any of those things that I picked up that aren't my assignment? Or another question I ask, is there a better, more efficient way to execute some of the items on my list, all right? And so that's one of my favorite things to do. In fact, I've done that even with this podcast that you're listening to. There's been several times where I thought, I can't do this anymore. Oh my goodness, I've got to quit. And God asked me, wait a second, Rachel, before you run off and do something crazy, uh, would you just look at how you're doing it? How I, you know, I'm not going to get into the details of that because I'm sure those of you listening don't care too much about the details, but... The bottom line is he has showed me how to resituate, realign how I'm doing things so that my time is better spent. So when you're looking at that, that list, either you're going to strike some things off that you go, oh man, I picked that up. I don't even need to be like carrying this thing anymore. And you lay it down gracefully. I include the laying it down gracefully in that because one thing I don't, I, I want to be very clear on, whenever I take a look at my list and I know I'm doing something that either was never mine to pick up or maybe it was mine for a season, but God has been speaking to me about laying it down and I need to be obedient. I don't know about you, but sometimes it's really hard to lay down things that I enjoy doing or enjoy serving somewhere or whatever the thing might be. And so that can be hard to lay it down, but I do really believe that God blesses us when we do that. However, I'm a big believer that when I lay something down, I need to do it in such a way that we're not burning bridges when we leave places. We're not leaving people empty-handed. We're not not showing up to the meeting because just all of a sudden we decided I can't do this thing. I am beginning to communicate with the people that I'm involved with and I will tell them, hey, I have to tell you, I can no longer carry this assignment. However, I will not step down until I make sure I help you find somebody to replace me or help train that up. Now, obviously, don't let that drag out for years on end or something, you know, uh, but do your very best that you can to help make sure that when you step down from something, it's done in a graceful way and does not leave people shorthanded. All right. So first one was rest. The second one was to reevaluate, take a look at that piece of paper, see if there's anything that you're not supposed to be doing, and then also see if there's a better way to do things that just makes more sense. The third thing is I want you to consider realigning your heart with why you do some of the things that you do. Again, when I taught this to my course students, um, I had a teaching at the very beginning of the course that was all about helping them figure out their why. Now, I'm not going into that teaching with you right now because you're not in that course and I know, you know, you're not signed up to learn all the things that I taught. However, I actually believe this principle applies to many areas of our life. I am a big why girl. I'm the annoying girl that anytime 
you know, we, we start looking at doing something new or I think that's probably why I really enjoy school so much is because I love to look at the why. Because I feel like if you haven't heard me say this before, you will hear it from, you'll hear it a lot, that your whys have to be greater than your what ifs. All of our whys, it might look a little bit different. Now, if we're, if you're a believer then our why is pretty central, or it should be pretty central, that it all should be pointing back towards God's kingdom, right? The things that, but we're all planted differently. So our whys are expressed differently in some of us are in, you know, full-time ministry, and maybe you're a pastor or or a preacher or whatever. Some some are missionaries. Some are business people. You know, my husband and I are business owners, and we really do believe that God's planted us as business owners to be a light for his kingdom and in different ways and impact the world in that way. But you have got to remember the why. Even if you think about, you know, how in the beginning I said, maybe you're considering quitting on a relationship. Well, let's think back to the beginning of that relationship. Why did you even get into the relationship in the first place? I know for me in my marriage, when we've gone through tough seasons, it is very helpful to think back to why I married my husband in the first place, the things I loved about him, the things that confirmed in me that I knew God had brought this particular man to me. Uh, So really realigning your heart with why you're even doing whatever this thing is that you're doing in the first place. Again, this could apply to a job or a ministry or really just even a relationship. But take some time and, and ask God to just show you, hey, why am I here in this place in the first place? And, you know, here's the cool thing about this realigning. Sometimes if we do this realigning step, I've done this before in a friendship situation that I had and I'd been praying about with the Lord and he showed me, you know, that friend was there for a season, but not anymore. And it was actually helpful for me to see, oh, okay, this is just, it's a different season, you know, and we're kind of going our different ways and that's okay. So this, this particular step is actually really powerful to kind of help you to determine why you're doing something, and if it's still right for this next season you're entering into. And the fourth and final R that I will leave you with is rend. Now, the word rend actually means tear. And I was reading a few weeks ago, I was reading Joel 2, 12 through 13. And I'm actually going to read it to you real quick right now. It says, Even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate. So that term, this is actually the NIV version. Usually I'll read NLT or different ones, but um, that in other versions, that word rend actually says tear. And really what that means is he's just saying, would you tear open your heart before me and let me in because, you know, the Lord knows what's going on in our heart even before we tell him. But there's something really powerful that happens when we rend our hearts before him, when we tear our hearts before him and we say, Lord, there's something not right. There's something off with me. I can't put my finger on it. Even my my family can tell something's off with me. I am ready to quit everything I'm doing. In fact, I'm ready to quit on life, right? Have any of you felt that thought? Maybe you've thought suicidal thoughts, but honestly, I don't know about you, but I have often thought, 
not necessarily suicidal thoughts, but I like I want to just quit on life. <laughs> I want to like get in my PJs and stay here and just stay in my closet for the rest of the life, right? Now, luckily, I snap out of that. But isn't that just so fun? I know that sounds weird to say this, but it's so fun sometimes when I come to that point because I'm finally just broken before the Lord and I can say, hey, God, I can't do this anymore. I'm done. I'm tapping out. And I think the Lord loves when we come to that point of us saying, I'm at the end of my strength. Would you please help me? Because really, it shouldn't take us getting to the end to ask him to help. But unfortunately, that's usually what it does for most of us. But it's just so fun to open our heart and say, hey, God, I'm tearing my heart open before you. Would you peek inside and would you sit with me and show me what sins have crept in that are just stealing my joy, stealing my peace, stealing my resources and my energy and my relationships with my family and my friends. And he always will do that. You know, there's some of those prayers that when you take them to the Lord, he's like, yes, I thought you would never ask, you know, and he just loves to sit with us and he loves to just be a really good father. And this is not, uh, you know, actually, I want to, I feel led to just throw this in real quick that if, when you think of doing this before the Lord, if you feel like he's going to come at you with a lot of condemnation and shame and be harsh, I want to challenge you to really believe and accept that we have a God who's not just God of the universe, But he is your father and he loves you and he is for you. And he really just wants to sit with you as his little baby girl, right? And he wants to just hold you and he wants to really let you know how much he deeply loves you. And if you think about it, if you have kids of your own, you know exactly what I mean. And even if you don't have kids of your own, you've seen this in action, maybe with a niece or a nephew or something. But when you have somebody in your life that you love unconditionally and you see them doing something that's going to bring harm to themselves and to others around them, you just want to help them. And you don't want to condemn them. You don't want to shame them. You just want to help them. And that's exactly what God does in this place. And in fact, I just think that he really blesses our obedience to to humble ourselves before him and say, God, I'm so sorry. I can't keep doing this. I can't keep going this way. Would you please help me? And his answer will always be yes. All right. So to recap, we're wrapping up here. I'm just going to recap those four R's for you. Rest, reevaluate, realign, and rend. So these are the things that I want to challenge you to do. If you're in a season where you're thinking of laying something down, you're thinking of quitting, maybe it is the Lord telling you to to lay something down. And that is okay if it is. But maybe it's also the enemy trying to discourage you to keep moving forward. All right. So you all know I love to be a cheerleader. I love to be an encourager. I am cheering for you. I'm in your corner. And I believe that if you can hear the sound of my voice today, it means the Lord needed you to hear this message So I want to encourage you that when you get off from listening to this podcast, would you please just take some time to be with the Lord? These are empty Rachel words if you don't sit with the Lord, okay? This is not the Rachel show. This is the hopefully encouraging you to get with God yourself and hear God for yourself and encourage you to keep moving forward confidently in the direction 
of your God-given dreams. All right, friends, that is all that we have for today. I'll see you back here next time on Real Talk with Rachel.